Welcome back to The Human Exception. This week, we do some good old book learning from the Jehovah's Witness classic, Questions Young People Ask and Answers That Work. This is a real book put out by the church with segments on all kinds of things, like having good relationships with your parents, dating, and sexual orientation. So you know that this is going to be bonkers. As always, expect foul language, but we are also reading from conservative religious literature, so you know there are going to be some opinions. Let's get ready for another human exception. I guess welcome back to Hex Read Shit. <laughs> Hex Read Shit. We'd like to read. So, uh, Nathan, do you want to explain what we're going to be reading? How do I explain this? <laughs> so, when I was growing up as a young JW, in the before times, there was this publication that they put out called Questions Young People Ask, Answers That Work. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Not truth. Not how to explain. Answers That Work. Answers That Work. So... In 1989, this book was printed, supposedly based on questions that um, real JW kids. Yeah, based on like a, I guess it was a, um. A feature that was in the Awake magazine, which was the less preachy version of the two, um, like, pamphlets that you would always have uh, when preaching like from the door cool to door. <laughs> not even. It was like... <laughs> Let's not scare them yet, Watchtower. Kind of. It was like, hey, we put out publications that have really neat information, and like they talk about science, but we sort of make it religious, and we're like, look at all of the cool shit God does, but this is also like a pseudo-science magazine. <laughs> like, uh, But also it was like, what can you do? You know, like there's sections in there for you know, young kids, and at one point in 82, they from I think to like 84 they had this section called you know young people ask and it was questions that came from kids within the congregations and they would answer those questions in the awake magazine and because eventually so many questions were coming in they had to make a whole fucking book out of it um 
this book is uh, 320 pages long. Um, the one that you have, is that the original copy? This is the original from 89. So the original printing. Um, the forward does mention that uh, the reason why this book was printed was because of the quote-quote popularity of the... Um, or sorry, the recognizing the need for honest, workable answers to the questions <laughs> of today's youth. Workable. Workable. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the Awake magazine... Uh, inaugural feature entitled Young People Ask, in January 1982, uh, the series immediately drew a favorable reader response, and it's evidence of your continued interest in the plight of young people today, is basically what is what they say one appreciative reader wrote in and said. Um, <laughs> so, in regards to that, they decided that they needed to do a full publication on it. Now, uh, Kayla, I sent you two, uh, two links to yeah. the newer version. Yeah, so maybe now, that was the original publishment, like the physical book. I we went the on the, web, the JW website today and found out there was a new version. <laughs> I Updates. vaguely recall... Uh, wandering through the Skytrain station, um, and they had their, um, they had their, uh, standees, um, with their, oh. uh, like, with the books and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, like, volume one or whatever. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I completely forgot about it. Um, as I do. Uh, so I don't know. Um, oh, good. So the, the foreword to volume one is actually identical in this new updated version. So I wonder... Oh, yeah. Okay. The updated version is two volumes instead of one. It is. So, in the updated version, the foreword says, The book you now hold was originally published in 1980, in 1989. However, the chapters have been completely revised to address the issues of today. More than 30 chapters have been adapted from Young People Ask, articles that were published between 2004 and 2011. Interesting. Hmm. So. It probably addresses more gay shit. <laughs> I mean. AKA our favorite shit. Oh, absolutely. There is actually. Uh, let me. Ah. Mm -hmm. Volume one. Sex, morals, and love. How can I explain the Bible's view of homosexuality? Um, is actually the first topic. In that uh, in that section. Now I want to check. Do, do, do. No. 
Um, no, that's not in the original 89 version. Didn't address the gays in the original 89? <laughs> sure didn't. So. They were, uh, that was a dark joke, Courtney. Don't make that joke. <laughs> yes, Courtney, make that joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's really bad. On I'll After Hours. It, I'm not going to uh... say it. I'll type it, but I won't say it. <laughs> I just, like, someone will take it out of context, and then I'll die. Mm. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Anyway. Mm, that's fine. Um, anyway. Sorry, what were you saying, Kila? Uh, so I was thinking, like, Courtney, I'll send you. We'll send you a link to one of the books, and like the three of us can just look at the different books that we have and just like read sections we find. It's gonna be fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I get volume two. Yep. Uh, so chapter eleven, or sorry, chapter one, page eleven. So no curious to find out which one's worse, the original or the new one. Hmm. Um, so the section is called The Homefront Dealing with Family Members. And, like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to read the first one because why the fuck not? They really like to harp on masturbation, so that'll be fun. Um, So, dealing with family members, the introduction to this section says, Home sweet home. This familiar saying expresses a sentiment that nowadays seems hopelessly outmoded. Uh, unrelenting family conflicts turn many homes into veritable battlefields. And yawning communication and a yawning communication gap often frustrates any attempts at calling a truce. Do you want your home to be a haven of peace instead of a hotbed of hostility? True, other family members must do their part. But by mastering a few Bible principles, there is much you can do to contribute to the peace of your home. Because, obviously, it is all on the child. <laughs> Make sure, you know. So the first chapter... It's called, Why Should I Honor My Father and My Mother? I feel like this is going to be... Uh, I haven't read this in a million years. Oh, God. Honor your father and your mother. To many youths, these words sound like something out of the Dark Ages. Young Vita declared open rebellion against her father by dating a boy who abused drugs and alcohol. Defiantly, she would also go out dancing until, until the early morning hours. Fuck. I'm sorry. Uh, I felt that he was too strict, Vita explains. I was 18 years old, and I thought I knew it all. Felt my father was mean and just didn't want me to have a good time, so I went out and did what I wanted to do. Most youths would probably disapprove of Vita's actions. Yet, if their parents ordered them to clean their room, do their homework, or be in by a certain hour, many would seethe with resentment. 
or worse yet, would openly defy their parents. How a youth views his parents, though, can ultimately mean not only the difference between war and peace at home, but also his very life. <laughs> very life. Very life. Oh. For the command to honor your parents comes from God, and he attaches the following incentive to heeding this commandment. That it may go well with you, and you may endure a long time on the earth. Ephesians 6, 2 and 3. Stakes are high. Let us, therefore, take a fresh look at what honoring your father and your mother really means. Uh, okay, so... Before we move on... I need... <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading mine, and I'm just, I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun with the the way that they choose to do stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I just wanted to make sure that they were not uh, taking these scriptures directly out of context because sometimes they really like to do that. Um, this time, surprisingly enough, it is exactly as they stated. So, moving on. What honoring them means. Um, honor involves recognizing duly constituted authority. For instance, Christians are commanded to have honor for the king. While you may not always agree with a national ruler, his position or office is still to be respected. Hmm. Similarly, God has, vest has vested parents with certain authority in the family. This means that you must recognize their God-given right to make rules for you. True, other parents may be more lenient than yours are. Your parents, though, have the job of deciding what is best for you. And different families have different standards. It's also true that even the best of parents can occasionally be arbitrary, even unfair. But, at Proverbs 7, 1 and 2, one wise parent said, My son or daughter, keep my commandments and continue living. Uh, <laughs> it's actually kind of worse in the Bible. Um, my son, <laughs> keep my words and store up my commandments within you. Keep my commandments and you will live. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> guard my teachings as the apple of your eye find them on your fingers write them on the tablet of your heart no uh, I'm so done uh, likewise your parents <clears throat> sorry likewise your parents rules or commandments are usually intended for your good and are an expression of their genuine love and concern 
John, for example, had repeatedly been told by his mother that he should always use the walkway over the six-lane highway near their home. One day, two girls from school dared him to take the shortcut across the road itself. Oh, no. Ignoring their taunts of chicken, John took the walkway. Partway across, John heard the sound of screeching tires. Looking down, he watched in horror as the two girls were hit by a car and hurled into the air. What the fuck, over? Jesus Christ. Granted. (laughs) Right? Oh my god. Granted, obeying your parents is seldom a matter of life and death. (laughs) Nevertheless, obedience usually benefits you. Honoring your parents also means accepting correction, not sulking or throwing tantrums when it's administered. Only a fool disrespects the discipline of his father, says Proverbs (laughs) (laughs) 15.5. Oh, boy. Um, So I just noticed that the um, versions you gave us are just the text versions. Um, I just sent the link there for you, Courtney, to get the PDF because it's got there's charts. In oh these. no! Oh, yeah. Pictures. Charts. Yeah, I'm charts, gonna get yeah. a virus downloading this shit. Yeah, for Hard. fucking real. Oh, the pictures make it worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. The pictures in these ones are great. Like, are they updated pictures at least? Yeah. They, well, um, mine. Color. What year is mine from? Volume 2. I don't see any cell phones, so it's hard to gauge. It's 2011. Um, okay. There's some, like... Oh, like, yeah, no, these are these are some... There's some sketches. These are, these are new. Also, what is this? There's, like, the, whatever font they use for this, for, like, the A Note to Parents section, is the same font that every single church uses for all of their pamphlets. Yep. And it's upsetting... Ooh. I don't like it. They shouldn't be allowed to ha- like claim a font that way. It's the it's the it's, it's the, the Comic Sans font. of cult. It is it's the Comic Sans of cult. You are correct. Uh, um, for just a half second here, I need to show you this. Dope ass eighties picture that they've got. Oh, why did this? Okay, fine, whatever. But like, oh yeah, yeah, it's really hurry up, dude! You can't be making Jesus wait. Don't make Jesus wait. Don't make Jesus wait. Make your girlfriend wait. That's yeah, that's it. That's that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I came across a chapter right. called "How Can I Stop Being Sad or Being So Sad." <laughs> yeah. No, I no. We should we should definitely dip into that one after this is done. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Finally, showing showing honor means more than just rendering formal respect or begrudging obedience. 
The original Greek verb rendered honor in the Bible basically means to consider someone as of great value. Parents should thus be viewed as precious, highly esteemed, and dear to you. This involves having warm, appreciative feelings for them. However, some youths have anything but warm feelings toward their parents. Maybe reasons for that. Um, <laughs> right? The next, the next section of this chapter, problem parents worthy of honor. Problem parents. Some parents are shitty. Yeah, like if you yeah. don't have God honoring parents, what are you supposed to do? Right. Should you listen to your Satanist mother and date that nice girl? <laughs> I think it's just a little bit different than that. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, a youth named Gina wrote, My dad drank so much. And I couldn't sleep because my parents would argue and shout a lot. I would lie on the bed and just cry. I could not tell them how I felt because my mom would probably hit me. Whoa. The Bible says, honor thy father, but I can't. Parents who are hot-tempered or immoral, who are drunkards, or who, are, or who bicker with each other, are they really worthy of honor? Yes. <laughs> For the Bible condemns holding any parent in derision. Oh my god. What? Doesn't matter okay. what your fucking parent does, you have to honor them. <laughs> I guess yeah. like if you said your dad if if your dad is shitty, you don't have to obey that commandment. That just opens the door for um, interpretation. <laughs> Yeah, like you like that's like because like a lot of the time when they're talking about honoring your your father or your, stuff like that, they're talking about God, not necessarily like your jizz donor. So, yeah. like, if you say like, "Oh, you don't have to honor him," or like, "Oh, parents can be fallible," that kind of opens the door for God being fallible, which is not yeah. what you want when you want mind control. That can do something. It's mind true. Control. Yeah. Don't put ideas in their head. Sometimes you can get a cool worm that lets you do stuff, and you can put that worm in your head. That's mind control. <laughs> I was definitely trying to figure out how to use my mind powers more right before I uh, popped in. Uh, Courtney's talking about Baldur's Gate, by the way. Yeah, I'm talking about Baldur's Gate. I'm not talking about like like there's there's no uh, there's no worm worm that'll do that. All, all hail the Huh? You weren't practicing your telekinesis. No, I haven't used sidebar. I haven't used any of that shit unless it's in like a dialogue tree. And part of me is like, how do I make this? I have so many useful things I've chosen. Uh, and some of it's super fucking fun. I refuse to use um, none of it. Like I've not used anything at all. And even in dialogue, Nathan's used it like every opportunity. <laughs> Nathan and I are pure chaos. <laughs> I think Nathan and I are chaos demons in everything we do. Hence wanting to have upwards of 10 cats. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Life's um, more fun that way. It's so funny because in all other aspects, I am not chaos. I like everything else to be very... But when it comes to, like, gaming and, like, cats and, like, trying shit to try shit, fucking yeah. chaos everywhere. Absolutely. Um, one of my favorite uh, skills 
is like the psychic tunnel or whatever and it's just your character fucking running with their shield up and bashing anything oh. like four meters away basically none of my characters have shields i don't believe in shields i don't think you need a sh- i don't think you specifically need a shield you for just it. you can just like you turn it on and you run and everything mm. gets pushed away it's really good for pushing multiple people off cliffs Okay. Yeah. I like this. Anyways. Anyway. Uh, back to honoring your abusive parents. Um, Proverbs 23 and 20, 23, 22 further reminds us that your parents have caused your birth. Uh, caused okay, your so birth. first off. I never forgot. First off. Yeah, that is not a thing to be thankful for. We're living in this world right now. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm mad at my parents for giving birth. Right? Uh, you know. This alone is reason to honor them. No. Yeah. Mm. Respectfully, no. Disrespectfully, no. Disrespectfully, no. Yeah. Gregory, who at one time was very disrespectful, now says... I thank Jehovah God that my mother didn't abort me or dump me in a garbage can as a baby. She's a single parent, and there were six of us. I know it was tough for her. My God. I think that's the only other solution. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. Yeah, I uh, yeah, they they you know slipped in that pro life thing right there too. Just always, yeah. Anyhow, uh, though they are less than perfect, your parents have also made many sacrifices to for you. One time. All we had left to eat was a can of corn and some grits, continues Gregory. My mom fixed it for us as kids, but she didn't eat. I went to bed full, but I kept wondering why mom didn't eat. Now that I have my own family, I realize she was sacrificing for us. One research study puts the cost of raising a child to age 18 at $66,000 and $66,400. Realize, too, that just because a parent's example is not the best, this does not mean that everything he or she tells you is wrong. In Jesus' day, the religious leaders were corrupt. Yet Jesus told the people, All the things they tell you, do and observe, but do not do according to their deeds. Do as I say and not as I do? Yep. Did you just do as I say and not as I do me? (laughs) Could not this principle be applied to some parents? No. Jesus fucking Christ. I have a question here. Anyway. This family's Mm -hmm. obviously going under extreme hardship, not getting enough, you know, food to even feed the family. What the fuck is the church doing? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Because prosperity gospel. Yeah, why would we actually... God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> God mm. helps them who helps mm. themselves. No. God's kind of lame. 
mean, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And you felt like you felt comfortable publishing that these this family had these hardships when you're the ones that's supposed to be taking care of your community. Yep. Uh, Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right, Nathan, what other horrors does that chapter Ooh. have? <laughs> We're not fucking done yet. Dealing with feelings of resentment. What if you feel that a parent is seriously abusing his or her authority? Uh, there's an asterisk that says in a footnote, We are not referring here to cases of physical or sexual abuse in which a youth may need to seek professional help from outside the home. Oh. Wait a second. Wait a second. Did you talk about a parent hitting them? Isn't neglect count in that? No. Absolutely not. Not not to them. But, holy fucking shit, in a publication, like an early days publication, they specifically have physical or sexual abuse in which a youth may need to seek professional help from outside the home. Because they had to. They they have to they they have uh, to present I mean, themselves I as guess? if they're doing the right thing. I guess that's true. Yeah, if you ask a church leader, that's what they're gonna tell you yeah. as an outsider, right? Like they're gonna tell you that, well, yeah, we we, yeah. we deal with the proper authorities, but that's not the truth. <laughs> No, absolutely it isn't. Fuck. Anyway. Um, stay calm. Rebelling accomplishes nothing. Neither does hateful, spiteful behavior. One 17-year-old girl came to resent her parents because they were preoccupied with their own squabbles and seemed indifferent toward her. Resentment toward them was then directed toward the Bible principles her parents had tried to teach her. Out of sheer spite, she ventured into sexual immorality and drug abuse. I felt I owed my parents one, was her bitter explanation. (laughs) But by being spiteful, she only hurt herself. Wow. I don't think I ever, uh, I don't think I ever did like revenge fuck uh, somebody to get back at my parents. Never into my mind. No. Seems like, yeah, there's better ways to do that. (laughs) Getting tattoos. Getting getting tattoos. That's fair. Like, one where it can be seen, obviously. Always. Always. Uh, okay. Uh, the Bible warns, take care that rage does not allure you into spiteful actions. Be on your guard that you do not turn to what is hurtful. Realize that parents are responsible before Jehovah for their conduct and will answer for any serious injustices. <laughs> Don't worry about what they do in life because Jehovah will punish them later. doesn't matter if they beat you to death or anything. Yeah. The insight of a <laughs> Proverbs 19:11 says, "The insight of a man certainly slows down his anger, 
and it is beauty on his part to pass over transgression. At times, it is best to try to forgive and forget a parent's hurtful actions. Rather than dwell on his faults, focus on his good qualities. I wonder why there's so many abusive Dodie, relationships in these kind of like high control environments. Yeah, 100%. Dodie, for example, had an insensitive mom and an alcoholic stepdad. Notice how her insight into their shortcomings stifled bitterness. She says, Perhaps my mom never showed us love because, as an abused child, she was never taught how. My stepfather showed an interest in our activities when he was sober, but that wasn't very often. Yet, my sister and I always had a roof over our heads and food in the refrigerator. We have the basic necessities for life, so who cares about anything else? Yeah. I, I don't, like, I've never really understood why so many people think that, like, oh, if you have a roof over your head and, like, you're not starving, aka you're eating ramen, that, that's totally fine. When it comes to, like, people and also animals, like, oh, if they're not straight up just dying immediately, then that's, that's appropriate for them. Um, but, like, that's not, like, why are we just, why aren't we letting people thrive and be and, like, fucking exist in a, in a loving way? It's just really upsetting. Yeah. It's like putting See. a goldfish in a jar. It really just... <laughs> You have a home, you should be happy. What you have you have a gold you're a goldfish in a jar. Yeah. Just and you get fish flakes uh (laughs) every other day. Be happy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Amen. Couple couple more paragraphs and we can put this fucking chapter to rest. Fortunately, wayward or neglectful parents are a minority. More than likely, your parents take an interest in you and try to set a good example. Even so, you may feel some resentment toward them at times. Sometimes, when I was discussing a problem with Mom and she couldn't see my point, admits a young man named Roger, I'd get mad and say something out of spite just to hurt her. It was my way of getting back at her. But when I walked away, I felt so bad, and I knew she didn't feel good either. Thoughtless words may stab and cause pain, but they will not solve your problems. The tongue of the wise ones is a healing. And that is Proverbs 12, 18, and 15, 1. Though it was hard, I would go back and apologize, explains Roger. I could then discuss the problem more calmly, and we would get it solved. We know. Uh, what my dad said was right. Interestingly, some youths wear themselves and their parents out resisting parental instructions, only to find out later that their parents were right all along. Consider Vita, mentioned at the outset, for example. She went out riding with her boyfriend one day. He was high on marijuana and beer. High on beer. Okay. Uh, the car went out of control and struck a lamppost at 60 miles per hour. 
Vita survived with a deep gash in her forehead. The boyfriend fled the scene, never even showing up at the hospital to help her. When my parents arrived at the hospital, confessed Vita, I told them that everything my dad had said was right, and I should have listened a long time ago. I had made a big mistake, and it almost cost my life. After that, Vita made some big changes in her attitude towards her parents. Perhaps some changes would be appropriate on your part, too. Honoring your parents may indeed seem to be an old-fashioned idea, but not only it is, is it the smart thing to do, it is also the right thing to do in the eyes of God. What, though, if you want to show your parents respect, but feel misunderstood, or perhaps hemmed by the rest by restrictions. Let's examine how you can improve your lot in such situations. You could set your parents on fire and then you'd be an orphan. <laughs> yeah. Just a thought. There are also questions at the end of the chapter for you to reflect on what you learned. Like, what those. does it mean to honor one's parents? Why do parents make so many rules? Can those rules benefit you? Do you have to honor your parents if their conduct is reproachful? Why? What are some of the productive ways of dealing with the resentment you might occasionally feel toward your parents? What are some foolish ways? Yeah. Good, good, good. So, so that's a lot. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of, like, doesn't matter if your dad's an alcoholic and he beats the shit out of you and your brothers and sisters and your mom, you still gotta respect him because God said so. <laughs> like, Flawless system. Yeah. But yeah, it's, like, it's very... obviously set up in a way that they are driving home that idea of well if you just listen if you just follow god's principles or what we say are god's principles then you'll just be happy and everything will be okay you know like does that feel that works no uh. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, how can I stop being so sad? It's amazing graphic opening the chapter. What the fuck? Girl looking in a mirror and drawing herself. Being happy. Yep. Excellent. Good. That's how you do it. That's how you be. That's how you be not oh. sad. The picture of her, though, like, the girl looks like she's, like, probably, like, 13, maybe 14. Mm -hmm. And the picture she's drawing, she's, quote-unquote, drawing of herself, looks like an adult yeah. woman. Which is disturbing. Alright, so we open with the quote of, When everyone else falls apart, I'm there to fix their problems and make them feel better. But then... And this is the part that few people see. I go to I go home to my room and I cry. Ellie. 
that's that's how we're gonna start in that one. Um, yeah, so it's like, yeah, if you're sad, there are some some things that you should do, and the first thing is you should talk about it. Uh, you know, Kelly says the relief I feel after talking to someone is amazing. Finally, someone knows what I'm going through, and they can lower the rope and pull me out of the pit, saved at last. Which, yeah, if you're feeling like shit, talk to people. This is good advice. And write about it is the second thing you should do. Just get it out of your system. The third thing is pray about it. And this is the good one. Esther says, I was trying to figure out why I felt so down and I couldn't. I asked Jehovah to help me to be happy. I was sick of being sad when I had no reason to be. I finally broke the cycle. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Good. Good. I mean, I guess it depends on what the prayer is or what you consider to be prayer. Because there is scientific evidence to support that gratitude. That gratitude, um, like practicing being thankful, does make you happier. Does check out. I think um, the the unfortunate part is in this instance, it is it's not. It's not. It is it's trying to give them the benefit. To, yeah, you don't have to. No, they are terrible. Yeah, uh, this is like sit down and talk to Jehovah in silence in private, and you'll you'll feel better. No. Now, to be fair, though, they do have a section that says when sadness doesn't go away. You could have clinical depression, and you should go see a physician. Which surprised me. Because a lot of religions don't acknowledge mental illness. But they do acknowledge it here. Yeah. As the last resort, but... It is, it is always the last resort, and um, they still are very... If the if you are basically found found out going to see professional help because of your clinical depression, uh, a lot of people within a congregation, including like the elders, will start to like distance themselves from you. They'll start to kind of like start oh, the shunning God. process. Mm. Um, it because. Obviously, like you mentioned before, they put that in there because basically if someone else pull, pull, finds this book, you know, they want to have their, they want to dot their I's and cross their T's yeah, kind like, of thing. No, you're saying like there's this, this paragraph says, if you do suffer from clinical depression, there's nothing to be ashamed of. With treatment, many sufferers have begun to feel better, perhaps the best they have felt in a long time. Whether your sadness is caused by depression or not, remember the comforting words of Psalm 34:18. Jehovah is near to those that are broken at heart, and those who are crushed in spirit, he saves. <laughs> you you feel bad, so don't worry. Good. This means good, that good. you're closer to Jehovah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You should feel better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yep. 
What did you find, Courtney? Um, just like some oh. hypocrisy, you know. <laughs> just, um, just, um, just a little, oh, like just oh. a little bit of a little bit of like uh, a little bit of like like quoting things to fit their fit their narrative. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so let me see if I can find this again because I click. Like you click through and then like it's obnoxious because you can't get back to where I was. But so I'm reading this section about dating. Oh, Mm -hmm. and it's like, am I ready to date? There's a ton of pressures all around me to date. There's also a ton of cute guys. No one talks like that. Some girls come on like that. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Some girls come on strong, and I want to say yes. But if I ask my parents, I know what their answer will be. Says Philip. Um, let's see. I felt the pressure to date since I was 11, recalls Jennifer. What? Wow. Um, I mean, I had crushes on people very early, but I don't think I ever felt like pressure. Um, there was also in the, in the, in like the pretty version you sent me with all the pictures. First of all, this picture, let me see if I can do a screenshot. This picture reminds me of that meme. Uh, with the the guy, like and the girl on a date, and he's looking at another girl. Am I oh, wrong? Oh yeah, it's one hundred percent the meme. Yeah, it's that. I I got something good, but I'll keep looking. But also, like that second girl is like giving him like a look. <laughs> um, and then it's asking like, what do you consider dating? If you regularly go out with a member of the opposite sex, are you dating? You and a member of the opposite sex are attracted to one another. Several times a day you text message or talk to this person on the phone. Are you dating? Every time you get together with your friends, you pair off with a person of the opposite sex. Are you dating? This is very heteronormative also. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Um, Apparently the answer to this were hanging out with a girl she thought they were dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently together. if so my answer to all of the above is no. no. Um but yeah. apparently if you pick yes, yes is the answer to all of them if you're dating. So yeah, if you hang out with someone of the opposite sex every like regularly, you are dating. Oh, I've dated so many men. Oh my god, I've dated so, so many. many people. As a pansexual. <laughs> right? I'm just dating everybody all the time. Um yeah. Ooh. If you date with no intention of marriage, you are acting like a child who plays with a new toy and then discards it. If you hang out with somebody <laughs> from the opposite sex who don't intend to marry them, you're a bad person. <laughs> Many young ones who date and break up with each other a week or two later, they come to view relationships as transitory, which in sense prepares them for divorce rather than marriage, says a girl named Heather. Except no girl named Heather would ever call fellow kids young ones or use the word transitory in a sentence. No. Um, Let's see if we can find. Now, there's some Bible quotes in here. So, like, of course I looked. Of course, now this has different quotes than the other one I looked at. See if I can find it again. Okay. Where am I? Opposite sex. Blah blah blah. Oh, I found a like a good one. 
Oh, here. No, that's not it either. Oh, I know what it was. It was saying something like, um, it was saying like, you shouldn't be dating because you should remember that the creator watches you in the days of your youth. It says, remember then your grand creator in the days of your youth. And then, but if you like, they quoted that as like, like a warning almost, but the actual quote is remember then your grand creator in the days of your youth before the days of distress come and the years arrive when you will say, I have no pleasure in them before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grow dark and clouds return after the downpour and the day when the guards at the house become shaky. Basically, like think of your think of god when you are still young and able to enjoy life not like think of god when you were young so that you were afraid of him jesus yeah. you guys um and then there was another one where they quoted a song of solomon and it was talking about being like chaste and like not not giving in to lust and so they quoted so- song of solomon 8:4 which says, I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, that you do not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. Which, if you read it by itself, means like, fucking don't get horny unless you're ready to be horny, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Just don't, just don't do the thing until you think you're ready. It's fine. Yeah, also, Push. if you read the rest of it, it says, Oh, that you were like a brother to me who nursed at my mother's breast. If I found you outside, I would kiss you and none would despise me. I would lead you and bring you into the house of my mother, she who used to teach me. I would give you spiced wine to drink, the juice of my pomegranate. Yeah. His left hand is under my head and his right hand embraces me. But then it says, I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, do not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. Like... I'm sorry, if you were going to quote anything in the Bible, and you're trying not to, to, like, trying to deter people from being horny, Song of Solomon is not it, bruh. No, it's not. Song of Solomon, you don't give psalms. It's obnoxious. It's fucking bad. Here, they also talked about people being walls, and it says... We have a little sister and she has no breasts. So we're obviously talking about a prepubescent child here. What should we do for our sister on the day that when she is spoken for? If she is a wall, we will build her a battlement of silver. But if she is a door, we will enclose her with boards of cedar. What? So if she is a wall, so I guess if she stands firm in her chastity, then they would build her a battlement of silver and if she's a door they would enclose her with boards of cedar but does that mean that they would board her off so that they wouldn't let her be spoken for or does that mean that like the door jams will be made of cedar or they will kill her and put her in a wooden coffin oh i didn't even think of that go that far (laughs) no but they would want they would want to sell her off for for good money so they would probably like make the good cedar cedar wood doors yeah. It's apparently um a good like cedar is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like you would I feel like if you were just gonna like you would just stone her, right? Like it's the testaments. You know, it's the Bible. Or yeah, or is people. it like hide away your shame kind of thing? Maybe I guess you could do that. I don't know. 
I just thought that was strange that they were doing. Like, they were like, ooh, being a wall. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, uh, love people, I guess. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Uh, dating is important. It's how you don't uh, end up with an abusive piece of shit. That's accurate, yeah. But also, but also, they want to trap, you know, people in the cult with abusive folks. So I don't. I guess that's also something like I just don't understand. Is like, I would never want. I would never want to keep somebody in a place where they were so unhappy. Hmm. Well, they they look at. They say that they look at marriage as a sacred union. Uh, the reality is, though, is that if you get married, it is just another level of um, it's just another level of control. Yeah. When you have I... specific rules around marriage, right? Yeah, I guess, like, just in general, like, I just don't understand, like, the need to control another person. Maybe because I'm not a piece of shit. That's probably accurate. But, like, I've never understood that. Like, I've never... I've never wanted to, like, control someone so badly that I would, like, give them bad advice or, like, force them to do something that would make them unhappy. That's why we don't run cults. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Mm. I want to have a cool coat, cult. I want to have you a cult, cult. If I it's were to, to run a cult, it would be a, around ramen, and everyone would just get be happy because they could eat soup. Yeah. <laughs> they might be upset because like they would get fat off of ramen, but you know what? It's fine. Yeah. You can leave. I'm trying to win the lottery still. It's not working very well. Mm, no. I've been trying for a while. I bought I bought a ticket last week. It didn't win. Uh, but I really want to buy some land and just put houses on it. Let my friends rent to own. Fuck it. Oh, man. I just found a quote from, you know, getting your parents to trust you kind of thing. He says, I was secretly emailing a boy I liked. My parents found out about it and told me to stop. I promised that I would, but I didn't. It went on for a year. I'd email the boy. My parents would find out. I'd apologize and promise to stop. But then I'd do it again. I got to the point where my parents just couldn't trust me with anything. Like, it's just an email, guys. It's yeah. fucking email. Yeah. But then again, I guess you gotta be, you're dating because you're communicating with the opposite sex. That's it. Uh, chapter five, why stay a virgin? Oh. Uh, a little late for me, but. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, that ship has done, <laughs> sailed, and sank. Um, if you are a Christian, you should know the Bible tells you to, quote, abstain from fornication. And then it it has the 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 thing here. It does not say, I don't see anything in here about fornication. I don't see the word fornication. I read um, 
For this is the will of God that you should be holy and abstain from sexual immorality. Each one of you should know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not with greedy, uncontrolled sexual passion, like the nations that do not know God. No one should go above proper limits and take advantage of his brother in this manner, because Jehovah exacts punishment for all these things, just as we have told you and strongly warned you. Um, I just want to say... I don't read anything about having, like, that doesn't read to me as having sex. I read that more as, like, don't control have... yourself and your urges and don't force yourself on someone. Not. Yeah. Have immoral yeah. sex. That's, that's the, that's like the, um, don't use and abuse people. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Make it your aim to live quietly and to mind your own business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's literally here too like i i i had never so i had always been taught that like oh you're supposed to remain a virgin but i never like had anything quoted at me like that or like gone back and read through when they quoted shit at me so often the things that they're like using to support their arguments if you have to look actually look at them that's not what they say at all <laughs> yeah Also, I didn't realize that the there's a time, a time to love and a time to hate. Business was was from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Looking at um, how do you know when you're ready to leave home? Um, it gives a list that you're supposed to prioritize. Uh, reasons why you want to leave home. The reasons are escape problems at home, gain more freedom, improve my status with my friends, help out a friend who needs a roommate, help with volunteer work in another location, gain experience, ease the financial burden of my parents or other. <laughs> Those, yeah. Like the reasons listed above are not necessarily bad. The question is, what is your motive? For example, if you leave just to escape restrictions, you're likely in for a shock. Really? Interesting. Uh-huh. What kind of shock? I need to have a Bible open here at the same time. I have I have a Bible pulled up in a different tab. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Oh my gosh. There's a checklist on will he make a good husband for me? Ooh. Mm-hmm. How does he handle any authority he may have? What are his goals? Is he now working towards those goals? What is his attitude towards money? Is he industrious? None of these things have anything to do with whether or not he likes you and treats you well. How does he treat his family? Who are his friends? What does he talk about? What type of entertainment does he enjoy? There's like, there's Bible quote, like Bible readings for all of these as well. I'm just not going to do that. Uh, Danger signs. Is he disposed to anger? Is he physically or verbally abusive? That's that's good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Does he need alcohol to have a good time? Is he jealous and self-centered? <laughs> Does he try to involve you in sexual misconduct? Okay, again, I wouldn't call it misconduct. <laughs> I mean... If you're in a serious relationship. I do want to say... Um, 
Most of these for the the women, like the wife, are the same. Uh, with the exception of how does she show submissiveness in the family and mm. the congregation? Oh. Um. Is she well reported on? Well reported on. Does she have a good reputation? Oh my god. Does she have a good reputation in the is church? She, is she considerate of others? Oh, that's on his too. Um the the danger sign is is she contentious? I don't like any of this. How okay. far is too far? But like dudes in in the church are always always snatching up a wife that really likes to gossip. So like always. I think yes is the is the answer. Right? Right. Like Well that's oh, the well, thing. If, is, she, like, if she doesn't gossip, then you don't want her. <laughs> if 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 you're like gossiping isn't like you're not supposed to. Um yeah. but like how are you supposed to know if someone's well reported on if no one will gossip with you? Yeah. It's true. You're not supposed to gossip, but you need to find out if the gossip is good or not. Guys, did you know that even if you refrain from sexual intercourse, you can still be guilty of fornication? I didn't know. Okay, I need to care for fornication. That doesn't sound well, like oh, it's, I they, understand. Sexual intercourse they, between people not married to each other. Even well, if you they're just have saying, sex, though, right? Yeah, they're like, so you can you cannot have sex, but then 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 they're like, if you if you if you don't have intercourse, you can also masturbate somebody or have anal or oral sex, and that counts. That's not, I guess, okay, anal would count, I suppose, but that's not for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> If you're engaged, make sure that you um, you can talk about intimate matters, but don't talk about it in a way that will arouse someone. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like the most boring sexting ever. Well, that's it. You're not supposed to be sexting. Yeah. <laughs> but you're allowed to talk about it. just can't talk about it in a sexy way. <laughs> what if you've fallen into improper conduct? Don't deceive yourself into thinking you can solve the problem alone. I'd pray, he'll help us not to do it again, confessed one youth. Sometimes it would work, and a few times it didn't. Therefore, talk to your parents. Or call upon the older men of the congregation. These Christian shepherds will give counsel, advice, and reproof so you can get your relationship with God back on track. Or, you know, tug the patch and get over it. I've got something related to that is how can I resist temptation? Erin <laughs> is at the part at the party for no more than 10 minutes when she sees two boys arrive carrying several large paper bags. What's in those bags is no mystery. Earlier, earlier she overheard the same voice saying that there would be lots of booze at this party. Suddenly Karen hears a familiar voice behind her. What are you standing? <laughs> what are you just standing there for, Miss Boring? Karen turns to see her friend Jessica clutching two freshly opened bottles of beer. Jessica holds one right in front of Karen's face and says, Now don't tell me you're too young to have a little fun. 
Karen wants to refuse, but pressure to accept is more powerful than she expected. Jessica is her friend, and Karen doesn't want to come across as Miss Boring, as Jessica called her. Besides, Jessica's one of the good girls, and if she's drinking, then what's the big deal? It's just beer, Karen tells herself. It's not like taking drugs or having sex. I want to know what teenager calls someone Miss Boring. <laughs> or, like says that you're too fun or you're too young to have some little fun that's not what people say when they're trying to peer pressure you wow <laughs> um there's a section here on puberty Ooh. i just want to say the girls the girls section is um a little over a page and a half the boys section is like two pages oh or is it about, um is that the a girls covers Sorry, is that about, like, the, the boys' version, is that about either or not a girl is pure? Say that again? So the boys' version, is that either or not how to determine if a girl is pure? No, no, no. Puberty. Oh, puberty. I heard purity. <laughs> puberty. <laughs> okay, yep. My English is terrible. It's fine. Wait, so the, um, so the girls is like... One? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Tell us. Yeah, boys yep. is longer. So, so basically, the girls is like... Um, you will experience visible changes. Hormones will trigger the growth of hair in your genitals. Also, you'll have breasts, hips, thighs, and butt. Um, you're no longer going to be a child, and you'll be able to have childbirth. Um, your menstrual cycle. It's just that you'll experience the beginning of a menstrual cycle. Um, and it does not talk about what it actually is. <laughs> like, it just says you'll have one. Well, that's, that's, I was know, yeah, that's up to the moms to tell them, right? We don't actually talk about that stuff. I was, I was really told cool. I would have a menstrual cycle, and I need to know what that is now. It just says, like, it could be frightening. I was totally caught off guard when I started getting my period. I felt dirty. I would scrub myself down in the shower and think I'm disgusting. The thought of getting my period come every month was terrifying. Um, the emotional mood swings... Um, but, like, remember, the menstrual cycle is evidence that your reproductive powers are developing, even though you'll be years before you're ready to be a parent. I'm, I'm good with this. You know, maybe she wouldn't be and so then freaked it's... out if someone told her what it was. Yeah. If you, if, if you feel nervous, uh, you'll adjust, or, or you're dealing with a lot of mood swings, you'll adjust to it later. I remember at one point accepting this is just going to make me a woman, and Jehovah gave me the gift of our life, and sometimes it takes time. But then you learn to accept it. That's how, that's what you get to learn as a girl. Nope. You're going to get curvy. You're going to cry. Some A cycle will come to you and it's going to make you feel disgusting. Have fun. What the hell are they telling guys? Um, If you're a boy, you will have a... You might get black heads and pimples. Oh. Um, you will, on the plus side, you will notice that you are becoming bigger and stronger and that your shoulders are starting to broaden. Also during puberty, your hair may grow on your legs, chest, and face, as well as under your arms. Now the girls did not talk about hair anywhere except for their pubic area. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. They didn't mention that. They didn't mention acne there either, did they? No. Um, by the way, the amount of body hair you have has nothing to do with how manly you are. It's simply a matter of hereditary. Oh, my God. Uh, since not all parts of you grow at the same rate, you may be very clumsy. During this time, your voice will deepen. 
but it's a gradual thing. For a time, rich, deep tones may be suddenly interrupted by humiliating cracks and squeaks. Don't worry, it'll smooth out. Learn to laugh at yourself, and that will help minimize the embarrassment. Uh, here's a tip on the boys page. As your body begins to develop, take care to avoid styles of clothing that are provocative and always dress, quote, with modesty and soundness of mind. Was on the boys? Yeah, that was on the boys page. The girls page has a girl looking sad at another person as she's driving away in a car. And it says, saying goodbye to your childhood can be like moving away from home, but you can adjust. Oh my God. So... No balls out jeans then. No <laughs> balls out jeans. All right. Gotcha. No ball. No ball sack dingling, dangling out of your jorts. Uh, you should dress <laughs> modestly. Nothing should ever come above your knees. You know this. Uh, ankles are scandalous so enough. Only come on the ankles. Got it. Only come on the ankles. I want you wearing knee socks and shorts that go below your knee. There should be no skin visible. Um. Okay, so now it's talking about your sexual organs will enlarge and then you get hair on them and then you'll get semen. This fluid contains millions of microscopic skir- skir- skirm. Skirm. <laughs> skirm. Skirm, like slurm. Um, which will be released during sexual intercourse. This will be capable of fertilizing a female egg and a baby. Like, we just have, like, all that semen up in your body. a fucking menstrual cycle. Semen builds no, up in your body. Dude's braiding this shit. Some is absorbed, but from time to time, it may be released at night while you sleep. This is commonly called a wet dream. Such emissions are normal. Even the Bible makes mention of them. And then it's got some Leviticus uh, verses. They indicate that your reproductive system is functioning and you're on your way to manhood. That's all for the boys. Holy shit. There's nothing about sex for the girls. No. Nothing about, nothing about how... How does that happen or anything? And also, both of these are headed by just for the girls and just for boys. So, like, implying that you should not be discussing or reading them if you do not fall in one of those two categories. Yeah, that's exactly... Like, if you're not a girl, don't read the boys section. Wait, if you're not a girl, don't read the girls section. Gender's a construct, folks. Yeah. Um, anyway. It's all terrible. Oh, now we have body dysmorphia. I don't want to read that. It'll just make me mad. You have, you have dysmorphia in there? Oh, no. Well, I mean, like, it shows a picture of a, like, there's, like, a girl standing in front of a funhouse mirror looking sad. Oh. Because it's talking about, like, what if I hate how I look? How do I want to fix my physical flaws? Mm. I don't like it. I don't want to read it. That can be a not today thing. That's a never, never no thank you. Oh, no. There's also one about disabilities. Oh, shit. Why do I have to be so sick? What's the answer? Um, oh, no. It doesn't have an answer. Oh. Uh, let's see. A chronic health problem can make you feel as though you're locked in a prison, but the Bible provides a hope of a release. Okay. Do you know what that release is, fam? Death. Death yeah. is that release. The the oh end. You're gonna y'all gonna get raptured up and or paradised. 
Um, a lot of this is just um, inspiration porn. Uh, I've got uh, this story of Jason who has Crohn's disease, and it's just how sad and awful he feels and how hard his life is. Um, there's Dustin who has muscular dystrophy and is, quote, confined to a wheelchair, which is not what we say anymore. Um, Tom Tomoko, who has fucking diabetes. We have um, someone with dwarfism. Fibromyalgia. Ayo. Oh, yay. Having fibromyalgia is a pain, literally and figuratively. Falling asleep seems to take forever. I've learned with Jehovah's help, I can work around my problem. I was even able to spend extra time in the ministry as an auxiliary pioneer. It was hard, but I did it. I still try to do my best. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except none not. of Yeah. Um, let's see. It's basically it's just try to be positive. Um set realistic goals. I'm I'm good with that. Learn to deal with others. Don't give up. God loves you. Um your your illness or disability is not a punishment. Uh, but it's an, a result of the imperfections of Adam. That's the first time I've seen Adam get blamed for something. Yeah. Ask your doctor if you're not clear on specific issues with your your uh But yeah, still it's still it's still not good. It's pretty uh dismissive. Yeah. Mm. Sucks yeah. to suck, pray extra hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Suffer out in the service because that's how you know you're a good Christian and God will love you. Yeah, the the one with the fibromyalgia got me because she's like, it hurts to exist. Like, I can't even pick up a glass of water sometimes. And, like, I'm exhausted. And I can't fall asleep when I want to. And I'm like, I feel that deep because that's what I have. Um, But then she's like, but, but then I, I just serve Jehovah. And then I even did extra military or military <laughs> ministry. <laughs> it's fine. We're all fine. I just worshiped God harder and it was fine. <laughs> yeah. My life was better because, yeah, I worship. Fuck. Um, why am I afraid to share my faith at school? <laughs> because it was manufactured that way. Uh, quote: yeah. There have been some great opportunities to talk about my beliefs at school, but I let them pass. Caleb. Quote: Our teacher asked the class what they thought about evolution. I knew this was a perfect chance to share my faith, but I completely froze and said nothing. Afterward, I felt really bad, says Jasmine. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. Interrupting a class to like, well, okay, well, you know what? The dinosaurs aren't real. <laughs> They're put there as a test. All praise yeah. to her. <laughs> yeah. There is a, um, there's a really good, uh, <laughs> weird, weird place to, um, find it, but it was like a really good Ask Jeeves um oh god um, yeah, question, and it was a person who was like, why do I um why do I find it so hard to talk about my religion or or whatever uh, and someone answered because that's because that's how it's like manufactured. Hmm. Um, you are sent out with the knowledge that 
you are not going to be received well, but you are encouraged to continue to do it because suffering for God is the way that I have a quote just for that. <laughs> the best way to prove that you are loyal to them. And by continuing to suffer, you essentially distance yourself from the outside world and only push yourself closer into like the center of whatever organization is encouraging you to go out and talk about your religion. Um, and it's just like a continuous cycle of yep. you go door to door, not because you're actually trying to spread the good news, quote, quote, but because it is just another tool to ingrain in you that it is us versus them. Are your fears completely unfounded? Not necessarily, as 20-year-old Ashley recalls. Some kids pretended that they were interested in my belief, she says. But later they turned my words against me and teased me in front of, in front of others. Cole, 17, had this experience. A boy compared a verse in his Bible with the same verse in mine, and the wording was different. He said that my Bible had been changed, and I was stunned. I didn't know what to say. Oh, you don't say. Mm. Situations like these seem pretty scary, but instead of running away, accept such challenges for what they are, a normal part of your life as a Christian. Quote, Jesus said his followers would be persecuted, says 13-year-old Matthew, so we, can expect we can't expect everyone to like us for our beliefs. You know, do they even know what that, I feel like that word doesn't have meaning anymore. What? Persecution? Persecution. <laughs> yeah. It just gets used so much, and like it has lost all meaning. So there's like some, you know, yeah. uh, it's. I feel like it's what the right says whenever they feel like not winning. <laughs> Anytime you try to hold somebody accountable, or point out a fallacy, or point out like something that doesn't add up, you're you're being you're then persecuting someone. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you know what persecution is. <laughs> Like some of your classmates may admire you for sticking to the Bible's moral standards, but they may be, may be too shy to ask about your religious beliefs. So they just could not I care. Guarantee they could you, just not care. I can, yeah, I yeah. guarantee you they do not give a fuck. Uh, I love the um, this picture of a girl in like a dinghy <laughs> with a life preserver watching a friend drown. It's in the same section. It's like, how can you best help a drowning person by jumping into the water or giving them a life preserver? Like, what the fuck? It is uh, real good. Yep. <clears throat> There's also a whole section on money. And money. Money. Which I think is kind of interesting. Like, some of these, I can't tell, because, like, we know that Jehovah's Witnesses aren't really supposed to be, like, well off, right? Like, that's part yeah. of the whole. So, like, but, like, under this, like, it has a section called, how can I make some money? I want money to buy a car. I like to shop. There are things that are nice, and I'd like to have them. But, like, it doesn't tell you not to have them. It just says that you, like, need to get a job.
Work for yourself. Write a resume. But it also doesn't tell you... There's not, like... They don't really indicate all that much, like, you know, if making too much money or or whatever is good or bad. It's because they are very against going to, like, doing post-secondary, right? Um, Yeah. To try and get yourself ahead or to be in a position where you might be able to have a family or be comfortable um they're not they do not like that <clears throat> however yeah. if a celebrity with a lot of fucking money decides that they're going to roll in and be like I'm a Jehovah's witness they're not going to say no because they know that those celebrities are going to be fucking pumping a ton of money oh yeah into their organization and they are just going to turn a blind eye to whatever bullshit they do yeah uh, yeah so it's well, don't go to school because if you go to school, then you're going to be tricked and you're going to be learned. You're going to be taught uh, critical, critical thinking. And we can't have that in our religion. Like they, no. they actually outwardly attack critical thinking directly word for word in some publications um, and from the from the podium, um, which is wild to me. Um but yeah, they like to make they like Don't to like school to make teach the illusion that their that their people have critical thinking. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this also then goes on to say like, don't like you can have some money, but like don't go overboard. Like don't love money and get get too materialistic. Mm. Or, but I guess that's also probably what your your <laughs> congregation is for is to like. Yeah, you gotta give money to your church, right? Well, but also, like, to, to, like, if you start pouring out too much, then, like, they'd come to you and be like, man, you're sinning as hell. Yeah. If you got all this money, why don't you give it to the organization? It would look good. So, um, are Jehovah's Witnesses, like, anti... What's the word? nationalistic like a question there's like a question Uh, here is like why don't you salute the flag don't you love your country and the answer is i respect the land i live in but i don't worship it and it's like so you wouldn't fight fight for your country and it's like no millions of jehovah's witnesses in other lands wouldn't fight against this country either yeah so their thought is um you pay taxes because you live in the country, but saluting a flag is flag worship, basically. It is... But don't worship false idols kind um, of thing. Exactly. It is idolatry, basically. Yeah. It's, it's, saluting the flag is just weird to me because we don't do that in Canada, but... Yeah. Yeah, we um, don't... We don't typically salute it. We will, I guess, just, I guess putting your hand on your heart counts as a salute. It kind of does. Yeah. So then, like, yeah. they don't, they don't stand up during national anthems to, you know, put their hand over the heart and stare at the flag. Because like, even we do that. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's what we do, uh, and then we have the Pledge of Allegiance, which is obnoxious, but... Yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's the exact same reason why they don't have birthdays. They don't celebrate birthdays. is because they're worshipping a person for a day that isn't Jehovah. Nice. Um, and, but they also like add on to the fact that the only birthdays that were ever mentioned in the Bible, everybody fucking died. <laughs> so, um... I... You don't want to be right. like them. Yeah. All right. So this one's interesting because I knew about the blood transfusions thing. Like, so the question is like, why won't you accept blood transfusions? The answer, though, I find is really interesting. It's like I accept safe transfu- transfusions, the kinds that don't carry the risk of AIDS or hepatitis. The Bible says to abstain from blood, so that's where I draw the line. It's like you accept it, but you don't. What? They accept uh, blood parts so like they can accept plasma but they will not accept like blood as a whole doesn't make any sense yeah none at all like it's like don't carry the risk of AIDS or hepatitis yeah they they over obviously they overblow the you know the risk of AIDS or hepatitis because there are safeguards. Um, you are not allowed to donate blood. Yeah. It's like they, they like, would never put tainted blood in circulation. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like, they, it's such an old world belief, but they still perpetuate it and they still like bring it up. Um, but they also follow the, well, if blood is taken out of the body it's got to be spilled on the ground kind of idea um which is somewhere in the bible um as part of their do not take blood situation weird yeah also got why don't you believe in evolution which is why should i scientists don't even agree on it and they're supposed to be the experts (laughs) yeah that's it's like what you've got like two scientists that don't agree on it. Yeah. Yep. Scientists with quote <laughs> quotes around it. Mm-hmm. So like when you were a kid, did you have to read this book? Did you just given to you and you're expected to kind of read it whenever? It's just like, this is like the, in, in, you don't have to go to talk to your parents instead of read this book. I think we studied it as a family at one point. Because we used to have like, Mondays were our family study night. Um, and I think we went through, we went through things that were very specific to maybe possible problems that were or I say I say problems but like quote quote problems things that my dad or my stepmom were like well we're gonna pull out the young people ask book tonight and we're gonna put down the lay basically lay down the law from the uh from the organization we're gonna go through this and like you could just feel my parents like boring holes in their skull 
if like you were the reason that it was brought up for family oh, study night. Um, uh, so yeah, we, we went through a lot of this. Like we weren't necessarily expected to read through the whole thing, but it was encouraged. It was used kind of like a um, way to address issues. So it's like, yeah, oh, Nathan, yeah, this absolutely. is why you don't yeah. date girls. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Secret dating, always secret dating. Yeah. Why? Why would you not? Why would you do it any other way? Always secret dating. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else? I was just. I'm just leading. I'm just reading the. How can I explain the Bible's view of homosexuality? Oh, God. It's, it's a lot of the usual crap. Mm-hmm. A lot of the... All of the misinterpreted uh, oh, yeah. scriptures and... and like, it doesn't have the scripture. It's got mis- them listed here, and I'm sure they do not say what they're saying they say. Yeah, so, like, uh, doesn't your view of homosexuality encourage prejudice against gays? Not at all. I reject homosexual conduct, not people. <sighs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, while the conduct of others might distress you, avoid a self-righteous tone. Really, they have the freedom to choose what they want to believe, just as you do. That is surprisingly level-headed. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's the thing about what about bisexuality? Although found among both genders, genders, bisexuality seems to be increasingly common among girls. For some, it's a matter of curiosity. Lisa, 26, says, when you put something out there in movies, TV, and music that promotes girls kissing girls, teens will be tempted to try it, especially when they don't consider it to be wrong. For others, there seems to be a genuine, genuine attraction. Quote, I've met two bisexual girls at a party, says Vicky, and later I found out from a friend that they like me. Eventually, I started texting one of the girls, and I started developing feelings for her. Have you ever felt the way Vicky did? Many would urge you to oh simply embrace your sexuality and come out as bisexual. However, you should be aware that same-sex attraction is often nothing more than a passing phase. That's what Vicky found out. So did 16-year-old Lisette, who says, Talking to my parents about my feelings made me feel better. Also, through my biology classes in school, I learned that during the adolescent years, hormones can fluctuate greatly. I truly think that if youths knew more about their bodies, they would understand that same-sex attraction can be temporary, and they wouldn't feel the pressure to be gay. Even if your feelings seem more deep-rooted than a short-lived growing pain, realize that the Bible presents you with a reachable goal. You can choose not to act on wrong desires, no matter what they are. Oh my god. Yep. It's just a phase. There's all the gays in the media, and everyone just wants to try it. I'm not actually gay. Everyone yeah. just wants to try it. No. <sighs> no. Nobody just wants to try it. 
But like, I like the fact try. that they're just like, oh, you know, people knew more about their bodies and biology that, you know, this wouldn't be a problem. It's like, hey, have you heard about like intersex and, you know, <laughs> or, or all the, all, yeah. all the gay animals in nature. Yeah. So many gay animals in nature. our next chapter some girls believe that having sex with their boyfriend will deepen their relationship with him not likely oh man (laughs) after having sex each partner begins to wonder who else has he or she had sex with that's what I always wonder never I never wondered Nope. Not not even once. But why? That's not no. If you have sex with a guy, he's gonna begin to think that you were a slut. You're sleeping around with other people. Nope. I feel like we we cover this so much. The whole like fuck the patriarchy, love he love. Don't worry about like uh being thought of as like whore it up. Being a whore is cool. I'll say it. I don't know. It it's says fun. when it comes to the conduct with the opposite sex, a good rule to follow. If it's something you wouldn't want your parents to observe you doing, then you shouldn't do it. Okay, but I also don't want to watch my parents <laughs> fucking either. I mean, like, I I wouldn't want my parents to watch me doing it with my husband either. Like, like none of that's good. None of that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, that's not a that's not okay. Like that 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 is not the that's not it. <laughs> don't I? No, I, I don't know. I don't want to have my parents hear me listen. Like, hear me talk about like <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Just because they wouldn't let me, like my dad would, but my mom would not want to let me do that. Talk about Lord of the Rings? Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't care for it, so she'd tell me okay. to shut up. Guaranteed. She wouldn't want you to be talking about it at all. So. Oh, I mean, like no, but sure. like if I, but like there were the whole like, oh, like don't do it if you wouldn't do it in front of your parents. I'm like there's a lot of shit I won't do in front of my parents. <laughs> right? Yeah. <sighs> As a Christian, you have qualities that will make you attractive to others. So you have to be alert and back off when invited to do something immoral. Respect those qualities. Don't sell out. Don't sell out. <laughs> you have these qualities that just make you irresistible. So, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta do the moral thing and not. <laughs> just sell out. Mm. Have more fun if you do. Not sell out? So, not like, out. be gay as hell? Yeah, be gay as hell. Yeah. Be gay, do crimes. <laughs> That's how it works, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my god, this is so sad. Under how can I conquer the habit of masturbation? There's this quote. 
I began masturbating when I was eight years old. Later, I learned God's view on the matter. I felt terrible every time I gave in, thinking, how could God love someone like me? Putting that thought in kids' heads. Yep. I have a question because we were talking about the, I was at a bachelorette party last week, learned a bunch of stuff that I didn't know. Um, so apparently when do, when do you guys learn about maybe, maybe, well, in school, when do you learn about like puberty stuff? Um, I don't know, like grade four. I was like, there's different stages of it. Like I remember, yeah, like grade or something grade three or four you learn kind of the basics of like don't let other people touch your privates and stuff okay grade six or whatever is when you start learning the details of it that's when i first like my my school did like a whole um after school program for like the girls where they could come and you know they'd they'd go to the library and the teacher when the teacher was there and she'd tell us all about what a period was and all the ways to deal with that and safe sex like it was it was an actual like open forum thing it was and it was pretty liberal when i think about it like considered compared to when we think about other places and then yeah then there's a whole thing about sex and puberty again in high school okay so like because we were talking with um talking with the girls and like all of them grew up in bc and alberta um and they were like yeah we started getting like classes as early as like second grade with like like your body might change one day and like here's how your body can change because your puberty can start as early as eight so like that checks out and then they're like yeah and then like eventually in like fourth fourth fifth grade you get the here's what a period is boys might have night ejaculations but they learned the boys and the girls and i hate that i'm doing that binarily but that's how we were taught um and then like then they got sex education in like grade nine and it continued through high school whereas like (laughs) where at least where i grew up in fifth grade fourth and fifth grade you have a very awful uh experience of having the boys and girls split up and then you both watch the same videos that were just like cartoons from the 80s um about like like you'll get hair and here's how a period works and then here's what a boner looks like in a cartoon and um here's what a wet dream is and then like you would be mercilessly teased by the boys for the next three weeks oh my god um for two years in a row like it did not get better the second time if anything it got worse yes yeah like the, the and yeah. then like grade the grade four five six one like there was an introductory kind of class with both boys and girls and it was like only the details was, was when we got separate kind of thing ours were yeah ours were always separate and then like the only reason like but then again your class reintegrates right mm. and then the boys were just awful they would come up to you and they'd be like, I know what's going to happen to you. And you're like, please don't. Oh uh, and then like, like, like the sexual harassment would start that about that time too. Like, cause some girls had started to wear like bras or training bras and the boys would come and snap them with no recourse. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we didn't get quote unquote proper sex education until high school, which is usually um, like 
freshman year grade nine you would uh you would have the class where like you learned the details of how fertilization happens um what stds are Mm -hmm. and then you get to watch a video of a woman giving birth and that's your sex education yeah no i I feel like it's definitely more of a continuous thing for us for most part it's yeah like with you know big milestones between yeah we also did not have a um a class on how to how to use condoms properly we were told about them but we were told abstinence first oh my god um so the guy who did our uh my high school one when i was in grade nine um he was the shop teacher and i don't know i think if i don't know if he drew the long straw or the short straw or something because he's the one doing the class and he was clearly very embarrassed by it but he did it anyways oh, no. and like he did the like condom on the banana and everything <laughs> oh yeah we never had it. any of he that did it. he just committed to because that's what was yeah, we had a to. we had a nurse from like out of oliver or penticton or something and she covered the whole um the whole school district oh so she was our sex ed teacher from grade four all the way through till grade 12. Okay. Yeah. And she was, I guess, like, she was, she was a nurse that worked out of the Oliver Hospital and she was employed as the sex ed teacher as well when it, when those classes started happening during the year, basically. So, yeah. Pretty cool. But it's nice that you have like an actual medical professional and not just a um shop teacher. Like <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like Yeah. Cuz I I think our I think our health teacher doubled as our gym teacher. Which I think is pretty common. I feel like that's that common. Sense, yeah. I mean health and gym class. Yep. But it's just like your your health class is just like don't have sex because you will get AIDS and die. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, you won't not get AIDS, but like. Unless you're married. Because oh, then magically marriage. That how that works. Yeah. Marriage is like, a, that's, I mean, that's why I haven't died, I guess. Mm. That's a lie. I definitely yeah, had sex before say. marriage. I don't know what happened. Pretty sure you've been having sex for longer than you've been married. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could probably. Well, I think I, I think I just found our stinger for the for the episode. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you've been having sex for longer than you've been oh. married. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Don't tell my husband. <laughs> He'll think I'm worth nothing. <sighs> That's not possible. No, my husband adores me. It's pretty disgusting sometimes but i'm down yeah. with it yeah so easy on the make yeah, it's a good, it's a good thing can... he's it's a good thing he's pretty he's very pretty yeah, yeah. no it's definitely good that he's pretty <laughs> all right here we go one last thing so easy on the makeup too much can send the wrong message that you are conceited or even desperate for attention or that good. maybe maybe you're working with a circus point. fuck off <laughs> 
All right. Well, we could probably wrap this up. <laughs> I love that we should talk about Girl Defined someday and just like how ridiculous her stuff is. They have like a YouTube channel oh, yeah. and they talk about wearing makeup in a God honoring way and Trixie Mattel reacted to it. I think fucking hilarious. Yeah, Brilliant. that stuff is so ridiculous. That's that's something we can judge. Cool. All right, let's uh, kick out Craig. All right. Fuck off, Craig. That's it for this weekend. Next week, we are back with a long-awaited follow-up to the Jen saga. I had the pleasure of getting to know Eris and her story, her time with Jen and the infamous Sarah saga. It's going to be a ride, and I'm so excited to finally be able to share that with you. As always, links, pictures, and additional information can be found on our website at thehumanexception.com. To keep up with all things exceptional, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at The Human Exception. Have a story you want us to cover? Want to tell us that we're wrong? You just want to say hi? You can email us at thehumanexception at gmail.com. And to get on the fun, come join us on our Discord server. Link can be found on our contact page. Keep on being exceptional, my humans, and have a wonderful weekend. Mm-hmm.